outro. <laughs> Oh man. That's when I was engineer. Mmm. Yeah. Man. Those horns. You ready? I am. This is the What's Next podcast, Houston's number one platform where I invite creatives to share their journeys and give us a depiction of their visions. Most importantly, the last question I'll ask is What's next? Stike first. Been a long time. Visionary Inc. and creator of the What's Next podcast, dropping every Tuesday at like, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Since physically in the same room together? Right. right. Insane. Houston, Texas. Walk with us. Yo, I feel like 95. Mmm. Houston, Texas. Welcome back to episode 119. I just gotta say one thing, John. If you really, and I mean really, with the depths of your soul, love hip hop, man, you mm. can't not hear them horns and like not feel away. Mm. Mm. Like what they mean. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's the ultimate certification that anybody conducting audio can give you. Mm. You don't waste horns. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard, bro. And my wife was like, Nah, you might want to cut them down. And I was like, baby, I can't. Nah. I just can't because um, they add. She was like, it's kind of distracting. I was like, nah, baby. It, it, then you're listening to the wrong thing. They add. It's a compliment. It's that Funk Max the Flex vibe. Mm. It's that five mics. It's that source. It's that. It's everything hip hop. Right. When you hear that, it's like world premiere. Right. This is new. Right. I got something you ain't got. Right. What you do. Mm. Mm. <laughs> you do. Uh, welcome back to episode 119 of the What's Next podcast, a production of Still Visionary Inc. That's W-H-A-T, no apostrophe, S-N-E-X-T, exclamation, question mark, a production of Still Visionary Inc. Um, before we get started with the episode, let's introduce our social media handles so we don't disrupt the flow of the conversation when we get to that point. For sure. So, uh, hey, man, it's your boy, Eric Jackson. You can catch me at E-Class Management. Mm. That's at E C L A S S management M A N A G E M E N T. I spell it wrong all the time, so mm. don't feel bad. Mm. At E Class Management, from there you can find everything else you need to know about me. At Redbird Music Group, at Trey Rogers, at Forrest Miles, mm. at Be Incomparable, at Vim Music Group. Mm. It's it's all it's all the web. Yeah. And my name is John Ross Dyke the First, founder of Still Visionary Inc. and creator of the What's Next podcast, dropping every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And you can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at John Ross Dyke and Still underscore Visionary. If you would, connect with me on LinkedIn, subscribe to my YouTube channel, like my fan page on Facebook, and visit my website at stillvisionary.com. Also, follow me on the What's Next pod underscore on Instagram. And everything in front of you, I sell on my website, this podcast, in the trunk of my car. You can shop stillvisionary.com slash merch. I love it. Gang gang. Listen, man, um, when we were setting up, you were dropping gems in like two minutes. And I said to myself, this is why I hate um, coming here and, and speaking to people while I'm setting up, even though it's rude not to talk while you're right. while you're in a room with somebody else. And um, I we wanted stayed to stay fairly quiet. Yeah. 
Yeah, because because it was so many gems that you were dropping. Didn't want to waste it. Yeah, didn't want to waste it. Yeah. That's one thing I, I, I love about podcasts, and I want to make sure that everything that I'm hearing and I think is a gem and an air horn should go behind the people here as well. And, um, you know, I wanted to start off by saying and giving you your flowers. Listen, I love, I've been watching the movement for a while, and I love what you guys are doing. Thank you, bro. I feel like we have, you and I at least, have so much in common with production with uh, self-branding, with merchandise. I saw the press in the other room, and I was like, okay, this guy is um, a lot like myself. That's, you know what I'm saying? That's an honor to be. Yeah. I'm not lie to you. I see the way you move. Yeah. I see the way you've been growing your brand. Mm. Um, from the first shirt you pressed to the, mm. the black with the white, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? That was the only one you was rocking to all the colors. Mm. Um, I think what... And it's funny because it also says a lot about, you know, we said in the beginning how long it's been since we've actually been in a room with each right. other. But it feels like yesterday. Right. And I feel like when you're around real people with real energy, it doesn't matter how much time is spent apart as long as you're being productive and somebody can see that that's what you're doing. Or not even see that that's what you're doing. But, like, every time you check up, hey, man, nah, John Ross Dyke, he got this going on, that going on. I'm getting the messages on IG. Okay, he's moving. He's progressing. That's a hard person to get in contact with. Right. Respectfully. Right. And completely understandable, as it should be a hard person to get in contact with. But right. you know when y'all do link up, it's always love. And it was never, you know, especially from this city, man, we quick to be, oh, you high side. Right. You high it's, right. It ain't that, man. I'm busy. Right. And so so should you be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No doubt. Because we've been, we've been trying to get this podcast going for a while. <clears throat> like two months? Yeah. Two, three months? Yeah. But and life mm -hmm. in a very good in a very very good way life has been happening right so completely understandable man yeah before before we get into anything further i just want to say man i see you i see you grinding i love what y'all are doing and i wish y'all the best like i told raj in the episode we did last i said man it's no more me streaming i'm gonna buy and stream mm. you know what i'm saying because i feel like people that are are in the vicinity of me that i can touch and, and call and text and hit and not worry about, you know, are they going to see my message on Instagram? I need right. to, you know, you got to tell them right now um, so it doesn't feel like it's fluff later on. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, man, uh, let's let's start there. Okay. I know Trey Rogers, you and Trey Rogers, Rogers are like brothers. Mm -hmm. We have been in contact through a person for so long. Mm -hmm. But let's go back to you. Were you TSU or were you U of H? Both. Okay. So I was the kid that went to school and once athletics stopped being a thing, mm. I had no direction. Mm. And I came from, I ain't going to say I came from money, but we damn sure wasn't broke. Right. Me too. You know what I'm saying? Me too. And life was great. I also saw when life wasn't. You know what I'm saying? That's some other conversations that we could have off the mic. But there were some other things that happened in that realm. And, and what it teaches you is, well, what it taught me through watching my dad was just looking at him through his entrepreneurship, you know what I mean? And trying to get to where he was at. And when you have everything and then you don't, and you don't know why, it's like, man, I don't ever want to go through that again. You know what I'm saying? So by the time I got to school or by the time I started playing sports, you know, football was my family. Those were my brothers. Those were my siblings. I had a, a stepbrother, but I'm my only child. So when I got around 
the crew. Like, that was my family. And then by the time I got to school, it was like, okay, I came here to do this. This didn't work out the way it was supposed to. I know my dad got a company, so... I mean, I could always go work for him or something. You know how you, right. it, it's that sugar-coated world that you live in. Like, everything's just going to be okay. And it right. really wasn't, man. I had no I had no direction. I was wasting my parents' money at school um, because I wasn't going to class. I'm a firm believer. It, it taught me now, like, I'm not going back to school until the money's coming directly out of my pocket because mm-hmm. I won't take it seriously. If you just give this to me, with anybody sometimes when you just give somebody something even though it could be the greatest thing in the world they don't always understand how to accept it take care of it or keep it as their own and it may be because it's not their passion it's yours right you know what i'm saying that's a fact that's the big thing too and with me um football was my passion and then when that stopped all i had was social activities Mm. that was that was me school for me and it's crazy now because of the things that I've learned in the past two years or so, it's always been like, man, if I would have just applied this to this or applied this to that, what could that have turned into? What type of scholarships academically could I have gotten while in high school? But for me, man, it was get the GPA to play ball and hang out. I wasn't dumb. I didn't sound dumb. So nobody's going to question what my grade point average is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just, okay, he's playing football, so obviously he's passing. He's graduated, so obviously he's passing. But all of that just puts you in certain constraints and, and certain restrictions. So what that did for me, man, it, it had me lost once football was gone. And all I had was the social activities, and then that's when I linked up with Raj. That's when I linked up with uh, Eddie, EJ, uh, 50, Gerard. Like, those were my those were my road dogs because we all stayed in Cullen. Mm-hmm. We of age at the time. Mm-hmm. And then because of that, I'm like, you know what, forget it. I'm, I'm dropping out of school. So I stopped going to U of A, started going to ACC, then end up at TSU. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Through that whole journey, which was all not because of the education, because of my efforts. It was a waste of my parents' money. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Now, it got me to where I am now. But had I taken what I'm doing now more seriously then, because I was rapping then. You see what I'm saying? Nobody mm. knew that, though. Like, mm. I was the rapper. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Not the click. I was the one that was doing this. Raj was singing. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. playing ball. Yeah, that was it. I mean, and hooping. Yeah. Yeah. That's all y'all did. Mm-hmm. Bro, y'all hooped. Y'all went to the wreck and hooped. Mm-hmm. And everybody hooped. All I did, I went upstairs. I lifted my weights when I did, and I came down and watched y'all hoop. Mm. Other than that, though, my brother was moving back in town from Cali in New York. So he was producing and trying that. And then I started rapping and... We did our own thing off campus. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then TSU days and then all of that kind of goes into uh, into the future right. of the story. So where, where, where'd you go to high school at? I went to high school in Kentucky. Yeah, man. But my dad has always been here in Houston. Mm. So my parents split when I was five. Mm-hmm. And shocking because it kind of <clears throat> shows me now it shows me who I am today, and I was that person then. It wasn't an issue for me that they got divorced. I didn't want to know why they got divorced. I didn't care. I wasn't sad. It was like, you still my dad, though, right? Right, 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 right. We good. For sure, for you, sure. You're still a, he was an amazing father figure to me. Who you are as a husband or anything like that, that ain't got nothing to do with me. Bro. Right. You going to be here when I need you? Right. Yeah, bet. Two Christmases. Oh, man, I'm good. Four parents, ah, yeah, we can make this happen. Yeah, let's mm. do it. So my mom ended up going to Maryland. 
Mm-hmm. She was teaching at the University of Maryland. She's a college professor. So my dad stayed here, ended up remarrying. So everywhere I went, I was from Houston. Mm. But I was born in Virginia. Okay. So okay. I'm been blessed enough to be to to have been all over just to kind of get a little bit uh be well versed in everybody's climate. Right. You know what I'm saying? And not even a lot of people call it code switching, and it's crazy because up until this moment, I was going to call it code switching, but it's not that because I'm not switching. Right. It's who I am in certain elements. Right. You know, when you, it don't matter how hood you are, if you walk into a fine dining establishment, you feel and act away. Mm-hmm. Even in your baggy jeans, your do-rag or whatever, you're not code switching. You're just adjusting yourself to this particular environment because as a dude from the streets, you know that if you are the sore thumb that's going to be sticking out, you're going to get hit a different way. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So yeah. you still got to know how to maneuver no matter who you are in every environment. And the coldest ones was moving in all of those environments. Right. That's a fact. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's so, a fact. And it's funny, like, even to reference that, man, I tell my wife all the time, yo, I studied the drug dealers. I studied the, the, the guys who were doing these schemes and this, because at the end of it all, what it started was drive. Start Drive started it. Mm-hmm. Now, somewhere along the line, through moral incapacity, you strayed away. So how can I not lose that? How can I make that legally? You know what I mean? I heard Dame say that the other day. Um, and that shocked me. I didn't know Dame came from private schools and all of that type of stuff. Right. You know what I'm saying? But he was one of those people that was like, yo, like that's cool and all. But, man, I'm trying to go get mine how I need to go get mine. Product of his environment. It don't matter. It don't matter where you come from, man. Right. Like respect is 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 world renowned, anyways. Right. So you should be able to move anywhere off of respect. Right. And like I said, you study those certain people, not because of the bad. And it's not like you just study. I don't want just study criminals, mm-hmm. so to speak. But there's something to speak about a mafioso mentality if you can keep that organization aspect of it. That loyalty aspect that's supposed to be there we all see the movies we all know mm-hmm. how it goes but there's an element like Kosenosha, you know this thing this little thing of ours that family thing is supposed to mean something and that it's like that in every other situation that you see people try to thrive in it's just do they choose to do it the right way or the wrong way right i ain't trying to go to jail i ain't trying to, i'm not that dude i ain't no gang banging mm-hmm. that's just that's not me right you feel me right but don't get it twisted. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I yeah. mean, but, and that's, I feel like that's how every man should be. A yeah. renaissance man. Yeah. We're going to pick back up on that because um, there's a um, a part of uh, Redbird Gang that I want to ask you later on. Okay. Um, I love to um, ask people this particular question because I like to see what a word that they use defines them. If you could define yourself in one word, what would it be? Determined. I'm not failing at nothing that I do, that I want to do. Right. That's key. You know what I mean? That you want to do. If I want to do it, I will right. succeed. Brings back, it circles off what you were saying earlier and about it's like, college man, and everything. Dang, like if I would have just went to a bunch of different trade schools, like how you learn to operate a camera like this in a year? Right. It's key. That's I why know. I figure. that's why I know, man, that um, bringing you on the podcast was almost like talking to myself. Man, thank you. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? That's how I know. Thank you. You know, you said a lot um, 
and 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 telling me where you were from. What do you think people should take in the episode today? I think what you should take away from today is if you have an idea, mm. listen to yourself. I think that's the most simple way I can explain everything that has gone through in my life because I've always come back to my idea. And I hated it. Why? Because it's like, damn, man, I could have been it. Yeah. How much not now? Anybody listening, please understand, there's no such thing as a loss. It's only a lesson. So mm. everything bad I've mm. been through, <laughs> everything bad I've been through, I learned and I appreciate it. But at the same time, had I trusted myself, I could have surpassed a few things. Right. Or had I said, you know what? I don't care that you know more than me. You can't touch more people than me. We're going to do this my way. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's never been, let me clear up something first and foremost for anybody that likes to spec. It's never been an issue inside of my team. Right. I've had an issue. That's it's key always too. been like. As the leaders of this thing of ours that we do, right. we have to make a decision that will affect every single person that's behind us. And not behind us in the sense of less than, because technically they're all standing right next to us. Mm -hmm. But when we walk in a room, when you walk in a room for Still Visionary, there's a whole team that that's going to affect. Mm -hmm. And that's a troubling decision sometimes. And sometimes what somebody is telling you, you think is cool for the team because you can see what it's really going to do. But all the while, you're really just telling yourself you didn't believe in your idea. You feel me? Yeah, I do. And it's like, can't nobody do you like you anyway, so why not go with your idea? My newest thing that I've told my whole team, look, it hasn't worked yet, right? So let's do it all. Mm. <laughs> why not? Mm. It ain't worked. Who's got an idea? Yeah, all right, let's do that. Let's do that for, let's build a habit. Let's do it for two weeks. We're not feeling it? All right, what's next? We own this. This Can't nobody take nothing in this room away from me. Ont. Why not try it? The Ambitious Gentleman video was a, was a short film. Thank you. It was spectacular. Can I give you a, 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 a horn-worthy note for that? Go ahead. Everything you saw that was shot at the table, we shot in 30 minutes. Mm. It was nice, man. Thank you. <laughs> it was the first video that I planned to perfection and did not get to execute the plan because of time. Right. It was a lesson. Right. No matter what we do, no matter how many hours you tell me you want to book, we got to add two hours. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. my first lesson Like I mean And I When we get done I'll show you my treatment Everything Like I rented $300 worth of camera equipment That I didn't even use Because I ran out of time Right Sliders Drones I went to overheads from the table Yeah I was going with the um, Kanye West uh, Runaway mm. At the table Yeah That was what I was going for I think I got it though. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate it. It was a nice video, yeah, man. man. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna show you some. It was it was a nice video. Videos that you know you really just can't. You know how people have that um, the dolly that they hold like this. Videos that require a little bit more than that. Yeah. It was like I said. It was the best playing video that I've ever done. Listen, y'all do some dope shit, man. Thank you, bro. Do I? You I know, appreciate it. Uh, you know, I remember I, I go back on Facebook and I look at the conversations that me and Trey Rogers had back in the day where he was just telling me to check out his music. And, and I, he was sitting in this very spot right here where, where we brought that same conversation up. And I said to him that 
just taking that risk to have somebody who, you know, not necessarily, I'm not saying that me and Rogers went to high school together, but in college, you know, it's a lot of ridiculing and dissing going on. And as soon as somebody finds out that you're doing something that you really put your, all your 10 toes in and it's not felt the, 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 the rumors and the drama that can go around. Like, listen, Rogers, you see this, he's doing some whack shit and you're a rapper. (laughs) Uh, Everybody wants to be a rapper. No doubt. (laughs) Duh. I hate it. And this is so true because everybody does. And now it's because everybody can like when I was rapping, bro, it was still the CD person up. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. And I was writing the title of it in Sharpie and had to buy the sleeves and had to buy the, the. Uh, you had to make a decision whether you wanted the hard covers or the paper sleeves because mm-hmm. you needed to save some money because yeah. you still had to go to the club to promote yeah. it. Back when Metropolis was popping on a Thursday. Yeah, you see and, what I'm and those paper like, sleeves are the cheaper ones. <laughs> so now it's like, man, if you got internet, you can you can make a hit. Yeah. Yeah. Simple. You don't even you really don't need production equipment with all the um sample equipment stuff that they have. Mm. You can string together loops, make a whole beat. Yeah. I wouldn't knock you for it. If you right. got the talent, it's still gotta be a creative. Right. You still have to create something. Let's not get this twisted. Um I think a lot of people knock what people are doing because it happens so quickly, but you still yeah. have to create that. But for us, my main focus to him was like, look, bro, don't worry about conforming. Don't think about conforming. We're going to do us. Mm. Because my message to anybody that I spoke to, because my last time I saw so I was in Houston, then I left for Cali. Mm-hmm. And I came back. But when I left, I left on a bang with the music, right? Mm-hmm. So my sales pitch when I came back for anybody that supported me was, he's better than me. Mm. You liked my music. Cool. He's, bro, he's way better than me. So why don't y'all just go ahead and take a listen. And for, for me, it was, all we got to do is build your catalog. Like, think about this, bro. What is it, 2021? Mm-hmm. So five years ago, he had no music recorded. Yeah, I remember bigger. And I didn't want him to drop that when he did. When he did. <clears throat> I remember bigger. And then he had Clutch City with you. Mm-hmm. And then he dropped, uh, it was a couple years, well, maybe a year later, he dropped Marathon. Mm-hmm. That we came here and we talked yeah. about. That was the name of that episode. And then... Um, Picture me running. Hmm. And then... Um, was it Picture... Well, Marathon, that was the hook. Picture yeah. me running. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, after Marathon, for him, it was um, Vaulted Ceilings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then that was like... Now we starting to move. Yo, yeah. That's when we were still making videos with the cell phone. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that seems common because I I recorded um, years and years of like maybe about 20 episodes of a podcast on my iPhone. Yeah, I had to, uh, at the time, this is 2018, Mm -hmm. but I was recording my iPhone 5S. And that's how I got the new iPhone. My wife felt so bad Mm. (laughs) because I had an Android and everybody was, you know, Getting on me for having that, which I still I like Android. I have an iPhone because my wife bought it. Right. Only. Um, not that I'm not getting the iPhone because I love that too. Uh, but the new one had 4K. Right. So theoretically, my naive mind and her supportive mind was like, oh, babe, 
we killing two birds with one stone. Not only am I getting a phone, but now we got a 4K camera. Right. You don't have to go buy a Canon this and Canon mm-hmm. that. Then mm-hmm. you start learning about storage. Right. You start learning about coloring. Right. And how you have no control <laughs> in right. your phone. And um, frame rates and apertures and all of that stuff. And it's like, no, I need a real camera. Right. And now, I mean, we got camera equipment. Right. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's pretty cool. Yeah. So um, Habakkuk 2, 2, and 3 says, And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables, that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. You do what you do for yourself to prove you can do it for others. Even though the year of perfect vision needed corrective lenses, your vision was never out of focus. You remained still. You remained determined. Kobe said, The Mamba mentality is the attention to detail and the level of commitment. Run your race because you got time. Keep the momentum. Believe in your story, a creative story. Remember, never stay comfortable while trusting the process. Be innovative in your 720 hours. There will be stumbling blocks. You just keep pushing. Most importantly, what's next? Continue to drop. Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday? Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. There's a lot to unpack. Um, Management. Mm -hmm. Production. Um, would you say that you which which one do you like the most now? Because it's a lot of hats that you wear. So, since we dropping gems, right? I'm gonna first say I only wear a hat because I'm trying to save money. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I rap, so I gotta have some type of musical, yeah, whatever. So, okay, what's making a beat? We really bought all this equipment because I was supposed to be Roger's producer. Right. And manager. He cracked his kneecap. Mm. So it switched to where he was always at home because I had to go get this money. I had to go work, bartender. But he would just be home all day making beats, and we couldn't afford beats. Mm. I got to mm. mm-hmm. feed me. I got to feed you. I got to got, pay rent. And this is a story that's told. It's not that. This wasn't no, like, me over him. This was a brother who made a commitment to another brother, and I couldn't leave him in his position. Right. Or in his situation. Right. Like, a day after I moved back to Texas, he cracked his kneecap. Right. So everything. This is when he was hooping, huh? Mm, Well, yeah. He went, man, he had a layup. Yeah. Now, imagine I tell you, you know, hey, Raj about to go hoop today. That's nothing to you mm-hmm. if I tell you that. That's an everyday occurrence. It's no worries. Mm-hmm. And we were just trying to release some stress. Um, I think Philando Castile mm-hmm. um, had just got uh, killed and Donald Sterling. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, because we were, we actually made a project called Sterling Silver. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that never, we, we never released it. It was, man. Anyways. But it was that day, you know, he got hurt. Um, cause we were just trying to release some stress, man. We went out the hoop. He went up for a layup, came down. I was like, what the, mm. oh, this, mm, you can't, mm, mm. 
this that this not how the plan was supposed to work. So all of this came from necessity, and then came the passion. You know, management came from me being in California, and I decided that as a financial advisor, I couldn't be a rapper mm. because I needed people to see me in a certain light. Right. But what I could do is manage rappers' finances. Right. How can I get you a residual income before you even make a song? If I can just tell you to turn yourself into a label so you can tax, so you can write studio sessions off on your taxes. Just right. stuff like that that artists don't think about. And my boy, um, you know Mac Fame from Cali? Mm-mm. So my boy Mac, shout out to Mac, just dropped his project, Return of the Mac 2, um, on the 16th of this month. I actually did two of his visuals. Uh, so go follow him, at Mac Fame. Very dope artist out of California. Um, I was in the car kind of having the conversation with him. He was like, bro, why don't you manage me? Mm. Now, I had known Mac back when I rapped. Right. From TSU in Houston. Mac used to run with uh, a lot of the fellas, and he used to rap with Dope Easy. Like, you know, Mac's, Mac was always on the scene. So he was the guy that I always looked at as the real rapper. Like, out of us, mm-hmm. you know, the guy that never wasn't not doing it always consistent always doing his thing so to come back to california back on his turf now and him be like why don't you manage me i'm like bro i'm honored you feel me like let's do it and took off from there and then that's how i started managing raj um when i moved back to texas um that's when the whole situation with the kneecap and everything happened and because of that certain um instances had to go the way they went you know basically just telling Mac, like, hey, man, I can't put you on a platform that you need to be on for the type of music that you're making, bro. Like, because he, you got that commercial appeal. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like, I got to come up, like, real grimy right now. Like, I got to come up from nothing with this artist from nothing. Mm. And that's the approach that I'm taking. That's not good for you. You feel right, me? Like, right, that's right. not going to help you and your image. You've right. been doing this for 10 plus years. Right. <laughs> what are you doing with the no-name manager? Right. So, you know, and that's why that's my boy, because it, was, it wasn't even a stressful conversation. It was just right. like, nah, man, that makes sense. And now, shoot, he rocking out with Ray J and stuff like that. Like, right. he's definitely doing his thing out there. I had, I had the same <clears throat> conversation back in the day, because I, too, music managed. We're talking about 2008, mm-hmm. nine. Was it seven, eight, nine? And uh, I don't want to, you know, there's no need to put names out there, but um, I was told that, uh, well, and I didn't take it as a slight, but I understood that, you know, to manage, like you said, and the only reason why this is relevant is because of what you just said about your man. You know, sometimes you don't have the legs and the arms to reach the people that you need to reach to put your artists in position. Absolutely. And so I was told that, uh, you know, I wish that if you knew more people, then it would be a no brainer because you're in the music. You love, love, love our music Mm -hmm. like it's your own. Mm -hmm. So we have no no doubt in our minds that you would be able to market us to anybody. You put us our name in your mouth in any room. We're going to get whatever we need to get out of them because you just believe so much. Right. So um, that management aspect. With Trey Rogers now, how do you separate the two between being the manager one day, being his producer? Because I, I take it that, listen, I found out before that it was all in-house until the last episode. Trey Rogers told me that y'all now got an engineer. So you took some pressure off of your off right, your back. Right. How is the management aspect of <clears throat> y'all relationship now? 
Um, it never was an issue because we were co-CEOs. Right. So that was my business partner. Right. I just so happened to have some advice on how he should move in the music. And because I kind of had did it more consistently than him, it just slowly kind of rolled into, okay, but not that, not the management role, but I've never just had to like, I've never had to convince Raj anything. Right. If I say it and it makes sense, he's going to do it. And it's just been up to me to make sure that it always makes sense. Right. Um, and or I'll let you bump your head a couple of times so you can see that it did make sense. Uh, Bigger is the perfect example. Mm -hmm. um, we dropped the project, but I didn't feel like he was ready to put out a project because what are you going to follow up with? Mm. Like, so you're like you're like the type that, you know, like to do a whole bunch. And, and then I want in my perfect world. I don't want to come up with a date until we come up with the project. Like the project's completed. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like you or you've done so many songs. You're like, you know what? I'm ready to put out a project. Okay, bet. Well, let's right. work on that. Right. And when you get that done, we'll come up with a release date. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because for me, then it's we take that project. Now we can shoot every video we want to shoot. We can do merch rollout commercials. Um, we can do our lyric videos. We can do all of this stuff and just have it in the file folder collecting right. dust. And I, 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 this is what I tell them all the time because it's Miles, it's Raj and Miles. Mm -hmm. um, you're not going to want to work while you're releasing. Yeah, that's true. You can't. That's true. Because that's a whole other job that you mm -hmm. got a campaign for and now we need all of this stuff so that we can we can know and you know people hear a song and think that oh well, so and so just wrote this because of a line or because of a bar or you know we'll think a whole project just got wrote this year because one song was about the pandemic you know what i'm saying it's mm -hmm. 12 tracks on here y'all they've been making this project for five years mm -hmm. you know what i mean like that's kind of how it can go migo said they had 700 songs for culture three mm. 700, bro, mm. to select for a project. Right. That's what I'm trying to be on. Right. Because what didn't get picked? Mm-hmm. Right. What's already shot? What's already recorded? What's already done? What already has deals? Who's already inked something with Apple because they know that this song, when it does drop, is going to be for their phone that comes out in 2024? Right. Who's thinking of that? You know what I'm saying? Right. So, um... Management for me is easy, bro, because the way I explain it to everybody, their gift is music. Their talent is anything else they decide to do. My gift is business. My talent is anything else I decide to do. So why not take our gifts and put them together? And then we can fund our talents. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So right. it's, it's very easy to manage them. And only them. Uh, I've had several people approach me about management, and it's like, hey, man, look. It's too much. I can't do anything until I get them to yeah. where I need to get them. Right. Because <laughs> it's only going to make it easier for you. Right. That's a fact. We all know this. Man, it's a coattail riding game. <laughs> if you ain't about that, why are you here? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you, ha if you came in with a team. Right. Let me rephrase that. If you came in with a team. That just is what it is, man. So if you're a new artist who's seeking management or something like that and you see the potential manager that you're trying to work with, get down with the team. 
everything else is just going to happen as it happens. You know, as a manager, if your artist is working with this person or that person, man, you promoting this track. Ain't no telling what could happen with it or how it could go. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. were just around featuring, just trying to get some game, just get some gems, get some knowledge. Next thing you know, you in the booth recording. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of, um, that's, it's not hard to manage people who want to be managed and who trust you. Right. And both of my artists trust me because both of my artists are my brothers. They family. Right. And Miles is like little bro who secretly, you know what I'm saying? I've been in the aura of pretty much since I've known Raj because he's best friends with B-Rock who is tied to Raj. You see what I'm saying? Raj has known Broderick since he was 12 years old. Mm-hmm. These boys been homies since then and before. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And now they've grown up. Mm-hmm. And now you have this guy with this skill set, which is out of this world. Right. Trey Rogers and Forrest Miles are the two dopest artists in the game, period. If they had the same platform I agree. as any artist that is top 40, they'd be top 10. I agree. Now, that's not me saying woe is me. That is me saying it is my job to ensure that they get to that platform. Right. And I got a lot of work to do. It's that simple. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, it's, um, <clears throat> and then when you think about it, when they haven't been doing it as long, because, um, like you said, five years ago, 2021, five years ago, 2016, Bigger wasn't out. And so in five years, he's done six or seven projects. Look where you at, bro. Yeah. Like, you got people trying to fly you to Miami to shoot a music video. And that's what I have to remind myself of that, you know, and I heard Joe Budden say this on a podcast. He was podcasting for free for two years at his status. So for everybody else, you know, as long as you, you know, um, Trey Rogers said in in the episode he did that it's never too late. I love I love when he said that that's what people should take from that episode. It's never too late because people come into it thinking that oh your time has passed right you know and so it saying that it's never too late means that listen as long as you have the will to get good and people believe in you it can spread and you also got to understand too about that it's never too late i think my wife is here (laughs) dog barking you just got to stay ready so you don't have to get ready Mm mm-hmm because Raj didn't know that he was supposed to be rapping. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he was already in Richmond doing his thing, working his two jobs that he was working. Like, that was, for the most part, I'm not saying that was going to be life for my G, but as a man, as you start getting older, you start getting comfortable and mm-hmm. realize, you know what, I'm just going to get this job. I still may have some other ambitions for small businesses, but mm-hmm. we stop thinking about creative aspirations real quick. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying Especially as a black man Like nah Hold on Wait a minute bro Creative Yeah How can I create Some money That's what I need To figure out Um But I'm And that That goes back To that promise That I made Hey bro I'm getting $5,500 back From my taxes And I'm dumping it all In the studio equipment I'm moving to Houston And I'm managing you Are you ready mm. I don't want No excuses Yeah I know you can't Afford studio time That's why I'm putting The studio in the living room Yeah yeah, are, are you going? Are you down though? Yeah, it was never a question. It's never a doubt. And here we are, and it's those journeys together 
Um, not to say that I don't believe the stuff that I say, but I get surprised sometimes too when it happens exactly the way I might may have seen it or the way that Raj may have said it in a in a bar. You know, we listen to volume uh Vault to Ceilings now. It's a completely different project. Man. Just because of the experiences that we we've been through. Dream about the S five fifty shifting swiftly. I'm mm. in the S five fifty yesterday. Hold on, fam. <laughs> oh, you don't. You, you ain't, hold on. You ain't said nothing but a word you feel here. Me? Like, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. That's yeah. one of my that that record right there. Yeah. Houston, Texas. Y'all listen to that real quick. Houston, Texas. This is my man Trey Rogers' record. Diamond chandeliers off the vaulted ceiling project. I play this record all the time. I love this record, man. But that second verse. Dreaming about that S550, shifting swiftly. Screaming fuck 12, come get me. Dash 160. Mm, Dreams on mm, epiphany mm, while mm. my passenger dipped in Dior and Tiffany's. Ghetto soliloquies brought life to new energies. Baddies would be like, nigga, please. Now they be like, yes, indeed. Pennies drop at various speeds. Then I hit the streets and search for the keys. Slaver trying to set my niggas free. Yeah. And there's a part in this record. When I said, and you know, boys say this all the time, man, he's different. Yeah. In the second verse, I knew that Raj was different from college, from bigger, from Clutch City, from Marathon, when I had to rewind the verse yeah. to make sure that I did not miss a drop Pause, uh, you know, nah, for real, uh, uh, a line, a reference. But we lose sleep over that, bro. We want that to happen, right? We dream about that, right, bro? Somebody gonna rewind. This. When I rewind, when I rewound it, I was like, okay, and it's coming up. Hold on, wait a minute. Mm. Diamond chandeliers, diamond chandeliers. Yeah, I do Bears lights, born rivals, chess giants. Okay. Back to my side. I said, oh boy, yeah. down in Texas. Yeah. I said, oh man. Down in Texas feasting with Titans. Mm. And it's funny because it's a playoff of. Um, well, it's, the, uh, a, it's a playoff of one of my lyrics. Mm, okay, okay, I thought okay that I think didn't release until later, but we had wrote a song in which uh, I think I talk I talk about writing writing or repping for Titans now, mm. as in my Titans, you know, mm. so yeah, clashing with Titans. I was like, oof, iron sharpen iron. And then he goes from this record to the uh, to the song that doesn't exist. Oh my God! To the new vibes. Oh my God! I said Trey Rogers. But then you got to think. Remember, it's a song. Yeah. Tucked. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And new vibes. Yeah, I know. I so, know. Uh, <laughs> I think we. I, I asked him if we should release that. Man. And name it the song that doesn't exist. Man, he was going in. Yeah. He, oh right yeah. Here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the turn into a listening session. 
<laughs> Man, I was listening to it yesterday, bro. For real. Ooh, he killed this. Hey, he thing, killed this, boy. Hey. He did. This was like. This was when we knew, okay. Just keep doing you, bro. You're going to make your hits. What different, man? You feel me? <laughs> Lately, I mean, I haven't heard from you in a while. And uh, <laughs> shout out to Aaron one time. Shout out to the homie. <laughs> that man got sending big the, boy uh, features on his thing. Uh, sending the voicemail. <laughs> the boy started singing. Lately, I've been singing for so long. That boy killed this thing, I swear to God, kid. Yeah. Take your time. Yeah. No one else but you and I. Hey, Trey yeah. Rogers, man, you killed this record, man. Yeah, I be singing. Yeah. That's my oh, crudest song shit. right here, bro. Oh man, Houston, Texas, man. Oh man, Houston, Texas. Oh lord, talent. Here you go, man. I, I don't want to cut it before. Let me just drop this, man. Uh. Yeah. Come on, man. Oh, man. Houston, Texas, man. I, you know, I hated to interrupt such a great episode, a great uh, conversation with music, but it had to. It just fit. I mean, but it's the music is is the conversation right we only here because of it right i wouldn't be here sitting with you right now bro if i didn't have that obligation not only to him but to my family right i told my wife that uh our anniversary was on the 10th we celebrated one year congratulations uh, can i get some horns for that congratulations she's big she's big lifetime to go man i'm trying to tell you um but yeah just telling her like you know, I could go live in an apartment by myself mm. and wait tables and like mm. wake up, take a shot of Jack and just go on about my day. And mm. I could be happy. Mm. It's not what I want, though. It's not what my dreams and my aspirations are. I want a legacy. Well, fam, you got to take that back. Not that you could be happy, but you could be uh, void of responsibility. I could be content. Content. That's better. I could be content. That's better. You know what I'm saying? But I want a legacy. I want right. Eric Christopher Jackson the tenth, and I need a yeah a solid tree trunk yeah for that tree, and that's what my wife is. You know right. what I'm saying? So if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have that determination right to wake up every morning and do the same exact thing right. every day, all day. And you know this, and not only management, but what are you doing? And what you're doing right now? We chase intangible goals sometimes. Mm. Or non-abstract, I should should say. Um, Views, statistics, analytics. Those are the wins for us. And that doesn't always come in the form of a dollar. Right. And people can't always understand that sometimes. Right. You know, you tell somebody. I could tell somebody that we're almost, that we're close with the music. Mm -hmm. And and it's kind of met with like a, eh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Let me tell somebody that I'm shooting music videos all day, though. And it's like, oh, man, I, man, you out here getting it. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Bro, I shot all of those videos for free. <laughs> what you mean? I didn't even get paid for them. <laughs> what are you talking about? The music is is making me more money than. Yeah. That's making me money while I sleep. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, man, it's people's sometimes what we have to battle through as creatives and entrepreneurs, which 
entrepreneurs should be thrown into the creative spectrum too, man. If you got to create a business, right? You got to create an idea. You have to have a vision that takes creativity. Like, yeah. Why aren't entrepreneurs considered creatives? Mm. A creative, a creative, a creative, a um, a creative who is an entrepreneur in twenty twenty one is what. Creative who is an entrepreneur in 2021 is winning. Um, but I would say that everybody at this point is a creator because now everybody is understanding that content is king. Mm. And we live in that world. Mm. And mm. you could only mm. live in a world in which content is king if everybody had an entrepreneurial mindset. Right. Because what are we even the guy that's posting the dumbest clips on Instagram is doing it for a reason of business. Mm -hmm. You're trying to be the funniest poster. Um, what my guy, uh, I forgot his name, but F Larry or whatever that it was a, it was a page that only posted funny stuff, but now they're the biggest, one of the biggest marketing firms, mm. Facebook ads. Right. You see what I'm saying? Because you cracked the code, you cracked analytics. So I think right now, man, everybody is a, is a, a creative entrepreneur. Right. Um, because I believe also, too, one thing I will give this younger generation credit for is, you know, I hate when people talk about, like, I was a kid that didn't color in the lines. Like, well, no, nah, I colored in the lines. Mm -hmm. You know I me? Mean? But you do that to learn what's right. You can do it wrong later. Right. And I feel like they where the, this young group that's coming up now was like, yo, we're going to do everything we need to do in school and stuff like that. But once we get out of these confines of like what we have to do, like the world is our oyster, man. We can do whatever we want. And we don't have to do it the way you think we should do it. I don't have to go to college. I don't have to do this. I don't have to do that. And I think that is one of the biggest messages that we can take from the younger generation too. And that's why everybody now is a, a creative and an entrepreneur because right. they're all trying to figure it out. Everybody's trying to figure it out. Right. Because college isn't giving you the answer anymore. Mm. They give you the vocabulary. They give you the tools. They give you the network. And if you're going into something that I feel like, if you want to be a doctor, you want to be a lawyer, um, heck, if you want to open a business, you should go to school and study those things. But you need to know what you're doing it for. A lot right. of a lot of times we did that so we can go work for somebody else. And now you're about to go build somebody else's dream. Right. Then what? Right. You know what I mean? And that's what Raj's talking about, breaking through that glass ceiling. Breaking through that glass ceiling. You know, um, when I started this podcast, this production company in 2018, I had in mind the goal for myself of what I wanted to accomplish when this platform got to where it needed to be. Mm -hmm. What would you say the overall goal is for you? Redberg music gang group or gang group group. What, what is the overall goal? The overall goal. When do you wake up and say, okay, damn, I've made it this far. And I've I've reaped the benefits of what I've done so far. Now it's time to take it to another notch. But I've reaped. Right. If I don't get any further, 
I've accomplished what I set out to accomplish. Once I can get everybody to a financial level of comfort, I'll be happy. That's the goal. That's the goal. That doesn't mean we have to be the most renowned label. That Listen, if I can get these guys making $50,000 a year doing music, who wouldn't want to do that? Oh, that's a good goal. 50 racks a year. Like that you bring home after right. taxes. If right. I can make you $50,000 a year, because you're, you're, then your goal should be, how can I flip that? Right. How, how, why, is it, why am I not making a million dollars a year or $100,000 a year? But if I can get you to do that, then we're good. That doesn't mean we'll stop, but we're good. Because the music is like such the tip of the iceberg. You feel me? Now, as far as like, my man, hey, we, we them. When we shift the culture, I don't want to change hip hop, but I want to adjust it again. I want to, I hate when people say bring it back because it never left. I want to bring awareness back to it. Right. You know what I mean? Because it's a lot of dope cats, period. Let alone who I'm working with. You know what I'm saying? Like Houston alone, you got the Buddy Rose, the Don Frisco's, the Skinny Fellas, which is Kato uh, and uh, Slim Theasy. You feel me? You have the Dope Easies. You got, I mean, Killer Callion right now just chopping heads off every chance he get. Yeah, he is. That, uh, um, Lorraine Motel was just like, mm, bro, mm, mm, you feel me? You got the DeLoreans. Like you have all of these people in the game just in this city alone. That's different. That don't sound like everything else. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even talking about sounding like Houston music. I'm just talking about everything else in general. Right. You know, the T-Pain rent is uh, running <laughs> right now. I sent him volume two and uh, how to summer. So T-Pain, if you're checking this out, man, go into your DMs. I said, hey, I heard you want something different. Trey yeah. Rogers and Forrest Miles yeah. is different. I yeah. just sent him the project. I don't yeah. know what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, you know, lucky. And I was, you know, it's crazy because Dave East was telling the story one time of how he got his music to Nas through his brother. Jungle, yeah. So maybe that's it, yeah. You know, because I, I thought that, you know, sending it to those big boys, you know, 2 million followers and 3 million, however many followers, you never know how many DMs that he's got on red. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I'm going down scrolling like who, who does he frequent in pictures with? Maybe their DMs are not as, as right. packed as, as his would be. Yeah. And maybe that should be the person who right. I send whatever I need to send to. That should be that person. Yeah, I sent it to the label and not his uh, yeah. personal page. That you never like, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was like, uh, label might be more. Yeah. And for me, it was more for ish and giggles more yeah. than anything. Um, the other thing that I enjoy about doing that is when I meet you again. Right. See, so I waited tables for 12, 13 years and have met a lot of celebrities, if you will. And I've saved those memories for my icebreaker. Right. For when I meet them again. Right. Hey, bro, you don't remember me? I was, mm -hmm, you yeah. know, I can name off countless people that I can do that for. But those would be my, nah, man, like 10 years ago, bro, I dropped it into your DMs, man. Right, Pause. Right. I, you know, I sent you that. <laughs> <laughs> I sent you the music. You didn't get it? Of course not. Yeah. You T-Pain. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not expecting it. Yeah. Open that up. But Let's rewind. Let's do it. Um... You know, it's something about something nostalgic about um, recording off of an iPhone. Um, I've heard a lot of people reference 
that that is how they they created their visuals. Mm-hmm. You uh, buy the 5S for the 4K, and then you you say, hey, no, I, need. I had the 5S. And then you got an upgraded got the iPhone. Like, at this time, the 10 is out. Correct. Okay, you got, you, got so you. So I had the 5S, like, in one of them shoe boxes, like right? Dusty, and I was like, oh, right. man, forget the service on it because it was with Sprint. I still owe that money. Cool. <laughs> I got y'all. It's coming. It's coming. I'm working on it. <laughs> man, that's like student loans right there, boy. You owe Sprint. It's on and popping. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I knocked the dust off of that to shoot a commercial for my boy, uh, Victor Davison, Country okay. Boy 4, who does a lot of consulting, Davison Consultant. Shout out to them. Um, I was shooting a commercial for Indigo Brewing Company, mm-hmm. Eliminate, and I shot it on my iPhone. And because we saw, tell you how naive I was, I saw a video on YouTube. Man, I could do that. And it was like these things, like uh, marbles going through water, mm-hmm. like the liquid ink and all mm-hmm. this type of stuff. And I was like, bro, what if we did that with fruit? And each fruit could go through the water, and then that combines and makes the lemonade and all that. What I didn't know was the green screen involved, mm-hmm. the string, the 4k camera that they were using mm-hmm. the lighting setup mm-hmm. like the table was a softbox, right that they, that they were shooting on you know what i'm saying those types of things but of course you learn how to adapt you know what i mean i remember the first time i had to learn how to block out light i uh cut the bottom out of a shoebox and taped it around the iphone mm. i didn't know i i knew what i was doing i didn't know that it was a i didn't know why i was affected it was affecting it like that you know what i'm saying right like I didn't know I was creating a matte box. Right. I just knew I didn't want no light in my lens. Maybe if I do this, it'll work. So, yeah, iPhones. Shout so out then you, iPhone. so then you, um, you uh, pick up a camera. <clears throat> yeah, I got a. Uh, I like went way heavy. So I'm the person that like YouTube. I'm a YouTube fanatic. Mm-hmm. Especially if I'm about to buy something. You can learn. You can learn. Get a degree off of YouTube. Right. You can learn a lot on YouTube. I like. I thought you meant like an actual degree. Like, no. Nah, well, I'm, nah, I'm nah, speaking. Nah, nah. Yeah, I'm yeah. speaking like you know. Obviously, yeah, yeah. You yeah, can definitely metaphorically. Get it, uh, metaphorically speaking, you can definitely get a degree. I didn't got a, a, several of them, but yeah. they need to. They need to credit. Uh, is it a credit? A credit. Yeah, they need to accredit YouTube. Certain like you know. I mean, master class. Why wouldn't you be able to get a degree from that? If Spike Lee is teaching me how to direct, why well, right. can't get it? Hmm. I can't get a certification. I started this class too. Did you? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I was. I've been thinking about it. I did a. Uh, I bought a little pack from a Tropicolor. Uh, their film school kits like three hundred bucks, but it's got like, because I just wanted to be able to watch it when I wanted to watch it. But anyways, picked up a camera. I got the ADD, the Canon ADD. Okay. Because that was uh one of the guys that I followed was uh, YC Imaging on YouTube. If you get into camera work, YC Imaging, Creative Ryan, great guys to follow. Um, and was just learning the ins and outs of how to use the camera and uh, Peter McKinnon as well. But a lot of them, what I could afford was the ADD, but I knew that I could get some good quality images out of it. And that's what I started with. And of course, like everything else that you do when you start, it was all trash. Mm -hmm. Um, Everybody else was blown away by it. And I was probably too at the time. Uh, But then you, you just keep growing. And what I learned... I bought a new lens. I got that Sigma 18 to 35 mm-hmm. for the ADD, and I was loving the depth on that. But I felt like 
I just felt like I needed a 4K camera. Yeah. It's like, man, if I don't have 4K, you know, we. I That's need the, the minimum. Guys. Yeah. No. I need the guys looking as crispy and as sharp as possible. And, you know, this, this, and that. So the R6 dropped, that Canon R6. And I was like, I got to have it. I wanted the R5, couldn't afford that. So I got the R6. And then I learned that I really didn't need it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Glad I have it. My favorite camera that I do have. Um, the best camera that I do have, and I've gotten some crazy images off of it, but it taught me real quick, like, okay, bet. But I, what I did want, though, was two cameras. Right. I wanted a two-camera system for so interviews. So you tell a story. Yep. I wanted them for interviews for because, you know, you got to think, as me being the visual creator, I'm not just doing music videos. I'm doing the documentaries. I'm doing the interviews. I'm doing the now B-Rock from B-Thought Visuals. He's taking over the recap footage, like the behind-the-scenes stuff, but... Anything you saw visually that was on Redbird's page was me. That's a lot, man. Listen. <laughs> I had to think about it. <laughs> Listen, when I tell you that I had this theory back in the day, right? And I, it really came to me from the um, Jordan documentary. And I said to myself, I said, man, you know, now it, there's clearly a different look and visuals from now and then. But when this documentary is going in and you're seeing the difference in quality of film from now and then, and you're like, man, these guys have been recording Jordan off the court since the very beginning. Right. And so... You know, somebody had in mind that, listen, one day we're going to want to recap these two, three pieces that they had. We're going to want to do that. I don't know if it is, in fact, to keep Jordan relevant because, I mean, his shoe still sells out the wazoo. So it's not any kind of relevancy with Jordan. He's always going to be relevant as right. the GOAT. Right. But somebody had in mind to say, you know what? I want to record this. Right. Because we're going to need it later on. Mm hmm. When I see all the visual content that y'all create, I say, listen, whoever's doing this, and I knew it was you at the time, mm -hmm. right? Um, man, you got a great eye because here's the thing. When the doors are closed, that's when the intricacies, the intimacies of someone's most inner thoughts come out. Right. And you have to have the mind state. This is why I was telling my um uh, uh, a friend of mine, her name is Zena. She has a great, she has a great podcast. I was telling her that. Listen, I would like to bring somebody to kind of like, hey, this is how we do it. We set the cameras up this way, and this and this and that. But you have to have that eye. Right. You have to have that that thought process. Like, listen, I want to take the picture this way, mm -hmm. or I want to record this because this might be needed, irregardless of what the person who's filming. Around says hey don't record this no i'm still gonna record it because you may need it mm -hmm. and so i see the content that comes out from y'all camp and i'm just like man you guys you know future said i moved um, I, I move good dope but you guys y'all move good work man you, your, your visuals I appreciate that. are insane and it's like you never miss a drop it's two parts i'm an artist not just Musically, but I used to draw. I mean, I guess you can't used to draw. Mm -hmm. I can draw. Mm -hmm. I did most like this graffiti stuff, just playing around. Mm -hmm. I, you know, um, mm -hmm. I didn't do the painting behind you. That was a wedding gift. But 
um, I draw. So composition, which I didn't know, was natural. You know what I mean? Knowing how to frame something, I've always been able to do because I like to draw. I like to, you know, picture and just see stuff. I didn't know that that's what I was doing until I started filming. And it was like, man, these comp- the way I compose an image is pretty dope. Now this is easier than drawing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Less stressful. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I don't have to find a moment because I have the moment right here in front of me. That's A. B, I'm the biggest fan of both of these dudes. Our movement, our team, like my young bulls, my producers, engine, like everybody that we work with, they dope at what they do. You know what I'm saying? And that makes it very easy to capture them on camera. Right. Um, and one thing that I told Rox, who was originally Miles, he was Forrest Miles' personal manager. And we kind of just, but there was nothing to manage at the time because we were still creating music rather than doing a bunch. And it was, he got really behind the camera, like really interested in the camera. And I was like, hey, bro, you know, I kind of had to reset the whole team. Like, hey, man, I think a lot of y'all have been doing what I've wanted you to do. And I respect it and I appreciate it and I applaud you for it. But I've never asked y'all, what do y'all want to do for Redbird? And Rox just has this incredible eye with the camera. And he started, you know, uh, dabbling with that. And now he's just through the roof. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's just always been about, like, one of the things that I told him as far as him going through the roof and picking up the camera and getting those images the only difference between you and another director is what's in front of your lens. Hmm. And nine times out of 10, he don't control that. You feel me? Like, or you between any other content creator it's what's in front of your lens It's access. Hmm. That's the only difference. Cause if I, if I set the camera and tell you to record, you're going to capture magic if I put you in a room with Beyonce, Jay-Z, Nas, DJ Khaled. If I put you in a room with them people, you're not going to miss. I don't care who you are, especially if this is just recording. I teach you a couple of camera movements, teach you how to be you good. And one thing that I've always preached to my team is that we are the access. Like, do y'all know that there's going to be people who would die to film Trey Rogers and Forrest Miles. Not Roger Polk and Miles Thompson, but Trey Rogers and Forrest Miles. And we have that access. We have the ability to do that for nothing without permission because we homies. Like, mm-hmm. this isn't intrusive, bro. I'm your brother. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If I want to walk into your room before you wake up and turn the camera on, man, you just better be be ready and mm-hmm. be able to get that about your eye. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and... It's always been because, hey, bro, when this movie dropped, when this docu movie that we, when whatever it is, we just gonna want to, ha- we're gonna want to have that footage. You're gonna want to have that footage. So if you starting up right now in anything, record, document it with your phone. It doesn't matter, man. If you have the right editor, they can do anything with anything. Like, and I'm not saying they're gonna make your phone footage look like Spielberg shot it, but. They can compose the edit in a way that it makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Right. If, if you're filming with your phone, then maybe they just shot an interview and that's B-roll over audio. 
You know what I'm saying? So film everything because you're going to need it. You're going to want it. And down the line, it just becomes ad mat, as I just learned that word. What does that word mean? Ad material. Okay. Shout out to Forrest Miles for letting me know what ad mat was. Um, and we've been getting a lot of that. Because, like I said, you need it. You never know. You take a 15-second clip of an artist just standing in the booth trying to figure out what he's doing, but you put an instrumental behind it, and now it's a story on Instagram. Yeah. And people go, oh, man, he about to make a new track. Oh. Right. Probably listening to a record. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, man. Um, wow, man. You know, I used to sit here with Trey Rogers every time we've done a podcast. So we did the first one in 2019, and then we didn't come back until last year. This year. Earlier this year. Was it earlier this year? Yeah. We did. Uh, no. No, I think we've only been on the podcast twice. It's been twice. Right. So the it, second time he went to my crib. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, um, you know, and then I look on his Instagram and I'm just like, man, I would like to, I got to sit with the guy who's who's making these, you know, you always say, you always say content coming, video coming, you always say that. And I was just like, I got to sit with this guy, man, to see, you know, how how, he's, how is he framing everything? What is it? What is he looking to see? What are you looking to see? What are you looking to see when you when you press the record button on Trey Rogers and Forrest Miles? Again, I'm a fan. So what I'm looking to see, A, I want to see them as clearly as possible. That's that's the big thing. Um, I know a lot of this vintage film and gritty this and gritty, that's like becoming cool, but, man, we lived through that era. <laughs> I don't want to backtrack. Mm. 4K is 4K. We, right. <laughs> I know what a dad cam is. Yeah. Before it was a dad cam, that was just the camcorder. It was just only dads really knew how to operate it. That's right. why it was the dad cam, you know right. what I'm saying? But um I wanted the I want the clearest image as possible and the thing about us, and depending on how much time you have, I'll show you a couple of videos. I want not necessarily the most intimate moment, but the realest. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like when I can catch a reaction from Raj off his own bars. I'm good. Mm. When I can catch, if I can catch Miles mumbling, I got content. Because mm. you don't ever hear Miles until you hear the song. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or you're at a studio session. Right. You know what I mean? And for a couple of times, it was like, hey, no recording while he in the booth type thing. You know what I'm saying? So mm. I know when I can capture them in these certain moments. Perfect example. Um, and I think I dropped the clip at our concert. I'm sitting in there filming Raj and Kato, and I had it perfectly framed out. I'm sitting behind uh, Kato's in the chair. I'm on the floor behind him, so his right shoulder is in my left third. Mm -hmm. And I got Raj right here, perfect in my right third. Right. And it's just, it's the perfect distance. He's bulked out. Yeah. He's great. And then Miles just walks in. Mm -hmm. I come around, and I'm just thinking, okay, cool. I'm catching everybody. Da -da -da. This dude walks over and starts playing the piano. Miles. Miles. I didn't even know he could play the piano like that. Mm. That fly on the wall. You know what I'm saying? And, Damn. like, again, I'm not a stranger. You know what's happening. You know what I mean? And that's the other thing, too. I had to prove myself as a cameraman to my own people. Right. 
<laughs> that's key. You know what I mean? That's key. That's key. Like, that's key. That took think about every free bar Friday you saw. Mm. I shot every one. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's a lot of content that's a lot you of produce, practice, man. That's a lot Jesus of practice. Jesus Christ. It's and a lot of time. It's a lot of money spent. I'm gonna go it's cause I want to check a stat real quick. Cause and I can only you get the relevance of this because you've been around so long and you've really been following boys. But so let me put these glasses on. The, I think the, the, the light was hitting them, so hold on, let me uh, put that right there. All right, forever. Excuse me, y'all. Levitation, judgment day to flex. Mm, mm, I mm. wanna say. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, everything. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Mm. Eight videos. All of these mm. other are all shot on my iPhone. It wasn't until here that I got an actual camera. Yeah. And then it wasn't until here that I was shooting in 4K. Yeah. It's just timing, man. It's all it's all progress. You know, and Again, just to answer your question about what I'm looking for, it's just that classic moment. How can I make them, when you when you hear a song like that, how can I make that be so hip-hop but so different on camera? You get an ambitious gentleman. Right. How can we take Harlem Nights but not be in the 1920s? How can this be timeless? Mm. Let's go out to the country. I don't know what it is about, you know, the South, you see a black man in a suit outside in some woods, you think of a vintage time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but nowhere did we say 19 this or 19. You know, it's 2020, I think, when we shot that. I don't know. But it was recent, you know what I'm saying? But it didn't say hip-hop. It just said black excellence. You know what I'm saying? And that's right. what I wanted to portray for that song, for Ambitious Gentlemen. Um, and it's always just trying to figure out how can I find the cinematic twist of the song, A, or how can we make this look like we spent $10 billion on it? Right. Because unfortunately, that's the other side of it too. You know, um, people see a video of a certain quality, they think you spent a certain amount of money on it. Right. And when they think you spent a certain amount of money on it, they think that it's because the music is taking off. So music must be paying for these videos. Right. And if music's paying for these videos, well, then why haven't I heard of them? Let me go check them out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just to yeah. see what the, what, what the hoopla is about. And I've just always wanted to be the camp that never really worried about people catching up. Yeah, never really worried about people catching up. It's just we're going to do us and everything has to be better than the last. Like, I messed up and shot a movie. So now everything has to be... (laughs) Got to be on that level. You know? (laughs) So you got to be careful with that, too. Anybody that's out here in this game, anything that you're doing, man, be prepared for success. (laughs) Like, unless you're only in it to do it one time and that be it, what's coming next? Right. What's going to be after that? What it? Because... 
man, people throwing away everything quickly these days. You got to keep entertaining them. Mm. Got to. Man, um, what song's on your mind right now? I got to know. Is it only, if it's only Trey Rogers and Forrest Miles, and that's cool because I, I, I expect that. But what, what songs are you listening to these days? My favorite project is If You're Reading This, It's Too Late. Okay. And it's more emotional than it is content. Uh, that was the project that dropped when I moved to California. Mm. So I listen to it when I need to go back into that state of mind. Mm. And that's usually every night before I reset. Um, because in California, in New York, in those places that move at a certain pace, you learn how to go to sleep to fast forward time, not to get rest. You see what I'm saying? No, I don't. All right. If you're in a place and you're doing something that you love so much and you know you only have a certain amount of time in a day to do it, then you're trying to get to tomorrow as quick as possible. So a lot of times when I was in California, man, I'd be up until 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning because I'm up, and I would literally only go to sleep just to pass time. Obviously, I needed my rest. Obviously, I was tired, but it was like I'm sleep at 3, but I'm up by 7.30 or 8, you know? And when you can move like that, you're getting more out of your day. And there's just a different hustle about it. When you try to fast forward to tomorrow, you wake up with a different um, anxiety in a good way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You're anxious to get it going. Like you went to sleep on a high note. Like, man, I'm going to kill it today. You feel me? And when I can find myself resetting into those moments, I always find the next day, you know, better. The morning is good. You know, waking up. Make your bed. Make your bed every morning. <laughs> Whoever's out here. That's your first win of the day. You got to make your bed. <laughs> it's your first. I'm telling you. Your, watch. Whoever's watching this, they're going to make their bed tomorrow and be like, yo, I had such a good day. <laughs> it's your first win of the day. Because every time you come home after your bed is made, you're like, damn, bro, my room look good. It's clean. Look like I can get some rest there. Right. It's, it's the first one of the day. Make your bed when you wake up, people. What uh, what record off of uh, if you're reading this is too late? Um, I listen to the whole project in order. I never skip, um, and I don't always listen to it, listen to it all the way through all the time. But Legend is my favorite one. Mm. Uh, it resonated with me so much because at the time I was young, I was in the city by myself. Um, I had help, but I was the only person that I, you know, really fucked with out in L.A. Right. Um. So like I stayed with my fa I stayed with family members for two weeks, and then it was all me after that. And I just remember those lines like, "If I die, I'm a legend." Mm. Like, um, mm -mm, I'm the if I die, I'm a legend. Yeah, and he's talking about being the youngest in the city. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And it was just like, yo, that's me. Like, cause this man, listen, hey. It's real in L.A. Mm. Right? It is not for the weak. Mm. Like, there's a reason why I made it out. You feel me? Thank mm. you. Thank you, God, first and foremost. But, you know, when Max said, hey, bro, I got to give it to you, dog. You might be the hustler of the year. Most <laughs> niggas don't come out here and make it like that. Like, it's different. And if you don't have the right energy, the right drive, it will eat you alive. Listen, man, I went to L.A. in <laughs> 2019 and burned 2400 in an hour. Quick. Quick, learn the, value, learn the value of a dollar Seriously. real quick. And that was like, you know what? If I die out here, I'm still going to be a legend. 
Because mm. everybody gonna know that Like E went out there For whatever he went out there for Right And made the attempt To break a cycle You know what right. I'm saying Life just got too easy for me Right I needed I needed to go Right <laughs> So I went <laughs> Yeah um, Today is July the 14th Shout out to um, My fam uh, Courtney Elaine, happy birthday, and my happy boy birthday. Joe Osanowo, happy birthday to y'all too. Today is July the 14th, um, 2021. Sorry, 2021. We have 170 days left. What do you hope to gain in 170 days? Why do I feel like it's, yeah. What do you hope to gain in 170 days left in 2021? Let's see. We will have tour to at least we will ha- we will have done at least a four city tour we got projects coming up we got things dropping but for the remainder of the year i would expect to be a name not me personally but you won't be the only person that believes in us the way you do you see what i'm saying right. like by December, it's going to be real different. I say by December, it should be, wow. Like, it's kind of hard to put it into words without telling y'all exactly what we're going to be doing. Right. Um, But by December, I should be turning down my first deal. Mm-hmm. If you're in this game Man turning down deals is a win mm. That means that somebody's out here looking for you That's right That means you're of value That right. That means you have more than one You feel me By December I should be turning down some deals I like that Yeah I like that I like that man um, Gotta let them know your value man And you can't be scared to build your own value and that's the biggest thing out of all of this because we know who's been around. We know who's been here from the beginning. There's a reason why I make an effort to be on this show with you. You know what I'm saying? And it's not just because of uh, our distant, though close, relationship, but you haven't just supported Rod. You've believed in Rod since day one. Like, you reached out to him to get on the show. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's different. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's... And you will always be able to say that. And you will always be able to be anywhere we are for anything. Like, it ain't no security check. I appreciate that. Oh, man. Um, We could go on and on. Oh, and uh, Incomparable's making a big splash. Incomparable. Shout out to Incomparable. So I do do most of the creative content for the Incomparable timepieces as well. Okay. So, um... Go to Be Incomparable. Uh, it is, um, there's no vowels in the name. So it's B-E-N-C-M-P-R-B-L. Uh, Be Incomparable, Black-owned, Doctor-owned watch company. Probably the next person you need to talk to. I would love to. Um, Dr. Mario McCoy, young cat, just like us, driven, determined. Um, man, he got us on Comcast. Miles and Raj were on Comcast. from. On, I, I shot a commercial for him. That featured them. It ran on Comcast on twenty two hundred. Uh, it ran twenty two hundred times 
I want to say, on 33 networks from January to the end of May. Oh, last year? This year. Oh, okay. It just ended. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's big, man. Congratulations. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Congratulations. So, um, man, Incomparable's in Walmart online. He's had me in Essence online. Um, Dude's doing a lot of things. Uh, Use code REDBIRD. Okay. No S. You get 15% off. So go ahead and tap in uh, when you make that purchase, man. Um, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. They have men's pieces, women's pieces, uh, bracelets as well. This is an incomparable bracelet. So that's the thing, man. Building the brands. By the end of the year, yeah, the brands will be the brands will have been built. No more, no more building. They will have been built, and it will just be maintaining and making more buildings. Right. You know what I'm saying? After that. Um, so yeah, we've been dealing with incomparable pretty much since they've been in business. And since we've been in business, we kind of partnered up right at the beginning of each other's climb, um, through EJ, he introduced us and we've been like brothers ever since. Um, EJ in LA. Mm -hmm. So EJ introduced me to Raj. Right. Cause Raj was, um, mainly hanging out with EJ over at Cullen. Me and EJ used to hoop on the same team at the, at the rack. Yep. So, uh, like, when, yeah, him, Rod, and Durst was always together because right. they was always at EJ's apartment in Cullen. Right. And I stayed in 332, so I stayed at the front end of Cullen at the time with 50 and uh, Gerard. Okay. So, yeah. And Small we still world. tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, st- yeah, we all still tight. He's shooting, he's shooting too, right? He's he's doing some content, visual content as well. Huh? Who is that? Which one? EJ. Uh, yeah. Uh, one of the reasons why I got behind the camera Um does a lot of content. So he's actually my business partner for the production team, the flock. Um, so it's, uh, me, uh, EJ and B rock and, um, my boy, Aaron, a, a Ron. Um, there's still some things, you know, being worked out, but, uh, the flock is the visual group. That's the production team. Um, obviously, you know, it's a spinoff of the red bird movement, but, uh, EJ is cold with that camera. Yeah. Ice cold. Uh, shout out to the bar crawl too, man. Uh, crawl for the culture. He does their their content, their content, and uh, they had a big turnout. Four party buses, like for Juneteenth weekend. Mm. Huge turnout, man. You talk about like black people looking good turning up. It was a good time, and mm. them, dudes, them dudes definitely know how to throw a party. Um, hmm. So yeah, we shot that. I helped him out to do the uh, the footage for that. So yeah, EJ is always. Been on the move, especially right? With that camera, right? Yeah. Oh man, um, I get. You know what? We will be back again. We have to, man. Got There's to. so many. Listen, any chance you know we can get together? I think the next thing we need to figure out is how we can fly you somewhere. Let's go somewhere. Mm. Make somebody else pay for it. Mm. It's big. Yeah. Me. Mm. I like that. I'm figuring it out right now. Most importantly, the last question I'll ask is, what's next? What's next? What's next is taking everything else to another level. Um, Not just being the little independent label or, you know not just being a household name. What's next is international global awareness. That's what's next. 
I think that's the way I'm gonna put that. Global awareness. Um, I went in, you know, I asked you what your t shirt size was and I grabbed the same shirt out the car, man. But I think I'm gonna give you this shirt now. Okay. And then I wanna um get you better quality tees. Because, you know, I like I like the way the red matches the red on the Hirachi. I mean, the blue matches the blue on the Hirachis. Hey, but you know what you did, bro? What's Just up? Just now, you What's proved up? the point that I've been trying to prove for a long time. What's up? It don't matter how you look at this cursive. When you see it, it's red. <laughs> <laughs> it don't matter. It's red bird regardless. Oh, that's dope. It's red bird. I tell people that all the time. Because, you know, we have, you've seen the other logo, Buford. Yeah. Um, Which I love. It's our vintage logo. It's our first logo. But this... That 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 goes on any color, mm. just like that. You know what I'm saying? But the thing about the word Redbirds is, no matter how you look at it, you always see a cardinal, and it just looks red. Yeah, yeah. So appreciate you. But but you know, um, yeah. so I want to give you this here. Yeah, this is the exclusive SVI T-shirt that I give to every creative that comes on the podcast. And then it was a, it was an exclusive. What's next podcast T? But I I grabbed the wrong one. Okay. So I gotta I gotta I gotta. Bring it back to you. I don't know. Look, you're on the southwest, right down the street from my mom's crib. So I bet I could come by and bet. just, hey man, here's a shirt. I got two for you, and then I got two for uh, Raj because Raj came on the last episode, and I wanted to get him better quality tees as well. You know, I got to give wifey one of them. So okay, I'm gonna keep this one. Okay, okay, and I'll give you the um the the like that green one over there so that um yeah. it's the uh, logo for the podcast. Yeah, that'd be nice. Listen, man. Anything mom. else? Um. Man, I'm going to save it for the next one. Okay. I'm going to save it for the next one. Uh, Houston, Texas, man. Uh, I'm here with my man, E-Class. Um, all the social media handles will be up. Listen, I do what I do for myself to prove that I could do it for others. This is episode 119. Every Tuesday, this episode drops, man. I appreciate you for giving me time. Always. So much gems. Listen, Houston, Texas, I will be back next week. Peace and blessings.